Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. So last week I shared on, uh, on the topic, You Are Valuable. And this week I want to just run on from that a little bit and talk about how you are powerful. And um, I've got three things that I think would be encouraging to share. And, and this might be particularly for mums today. It might not be. If you're not a mum, that's okay. If you're, you take it anyway. But it might be that this is a particular word for mums. Because as I said last week, there's something that uh, I find interesting in our society, that there are so many um, people, but also females in particular, who have suffered rejection, who have suffered hurt and pain, and they're still walking in that, even when we come to know Christ. And when we come to know Christ, we actually are coming to know a new self, not our old self. So those things that we used to live with, those weaknesses and, the, and those self-rejection and rejection of other people and those hurt and that pain, we're not meant to walk in that anymore. We're meant to walk in the newness of Christ as a new person. And so I want to encourage you, male and female, that God has made you powerful and He's given you tools to use. And it's interesting that we do have an enemy and we'll... Um, in this day and age, hear all sorts of things that the enemy tries to put out there. But the one thing the enemy is, is a liar. And this is the words of Jesus himself. And he says in John 8, 44, He, Satan, was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. See, there's not one bit of truth in Satan. No truth. When he lies... It is consistent with his character. Or in other versions, it says, when he lies, it's consistent with his nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. If you are believing lies about yourself, you are listening to Satan. If you are listening to rejection, negativity, toxic thoughts about yourself, then you are letting the voice of the enemy influence your life. You're letting him talk to you and you're saying, I agree with you, Satan. I know that may sound harsh, but that's the facts. Because that is not the Father's voice over your life and my life. The Father loves you. He endorses you and He sees you as a son or a daughter of the Most High in royal robes, washed clean and fresh as a new person. And so that's the eyes of the Father. But Satan wants to tear down the truth over your life because he is a liar. And that's all he is. There's not one element of truth in him. He might manipulate truth and try and make it sound like truth, but it's not truth. If it's negative, if it brings guilt, if it brings shame on your life, then it's from the enemy. And so when we just categorise clearly who the enemy is and what his voice is, then we can look at certain areas of our life and we can say, that's a lie from the enemy. I'm going to get rid of that. That's a lie from the enemy. I'm going to stop listening to that. That's a lie from the enemy. I've believed that all my life about myself, that I'm not good enough. It's a lie from Satan. You are good enough. If you are in Jesus Christ, you're already good enough. You don't have to do anything else to become accepted. 
You're an adopted son or daughter. You're into the kingdom family. There's no more work. There's no more hassle. You don't have to gain approval from me or Karen or Suzanne or Stuart or, I mean, aren't they a good looking family, I must say. I mean, the kids' hair, it's astonishing. How do they get the kids' hair all looking so good? Those boys? You don't need the approval of one single person. Doesn't that just, can you breathe lighter because of that? It's good. I mean, Russell's just breathing it in. He's enjoying it. No man's approval. No woman's approval. Because you've been adopted as a son or a daughter into the family of the king. And you have been made righteous. Not because we deserve it, but because he sacrificed his life for us and made us righteous. And so because of that, he's also given us tools. He's given us things and there's some things I want to share today. Three things. And the first thing is authority. Luke 10, 19. I've shared this regularly. I'm going to read from the NIV version. And this again is Jesus' words to the disciples who've just gone out and done amazing things and they can't believe it. They're, they're astounded at the power and authority that the name of Jesus has. And so they've come back all excited. And he says, man, why are you surprised? He says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And we have both of them at our farm. We've discovered little scorpions, would you believe? But I haven't tried it out. And to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. Big words, aren't they? Massive words. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to come overcome all the power of the enemy. If the enemy has any stronghold in your life, the name of Jesus is enough to conquer it. It is enough. He is enough. We have a lot of programs and we have a lot of good stuff. And you know what? We need all of that stuff. We need books. We need encouragement. We need good encouragement endorsements we need, friends we need, family, but ultimately it's only the power of Jesus Christ that will crush the works of the enemy. So if we're under strongholds, if we have strongholds in our life, we can try every trick in the book and all of them will help to a certain degree. But Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the works of Satan. So if there's anything in your life if there's any area of your life, and I'm talking in faith now because this takes faith to apply, doesn't it? Easy to say, hard to do. It's one of those spiritual principles. It's easy to hear on Sunday, but then come Monday when you're not feeling it anymore and worship's gone and you know, it's, it's all, you're out of that zone. It's like, oh my goodness, that's not so hard to play out. But that's what faith is. And so I want to encourage you that God has given you incredible authority. I had three questions that came to me this morning just as I was sort of wrapping this up and, uh, and sort of the words of the Lord for us as believers and questions, if you like, questions to us. And he, I felt Him sort of say to me, if only you were new, you knew what was possible with your life. If only you knew the difference you can make. If only you use the gifts and talents and resources that I've given you now. And I sort of pose these questions to us because sometimes we feel like we're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for an encounter. We're waiting for someone to recognise us. We're waiting for 
a angel to visit us or we're waiting for some, some breakthrough that may never come. When all along he's been saying, been saying, I've given you authority. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. I've already given it to you. Now, there are encounters, there are moments, there's visitations, there's dreams, there's infilling of the Spirit. And we believe for all of those things, but they accompany and just increase what He's already given us. And so all along, sometimes we're waiting for this carrot that's out in front of us, but we never get to the carrot. Don't you hate that? When that carrot, you just never get that carrot. But the Father's not like that. He's not a tease. He has given us so much resources so much talent, so much gift, so much influence that if we will begin to use that in greater and greater ways, and I want to encourage you, think bigger. Begin to think bigger. What does it look like for you to think bigger? What does it look like for you to take those resources that God has given you and begin to sow them in a fresh new way, in a, in a whole new element of faith? I think it's one of those things that I'm always challenged with, that just as you settle down and things begin to get fairly comfortable again, he just whispers and he stretches again. And he just begins to say, okay, maybe now it's time to start sewing again. Maybe now it's time to start stretching again. Begin to dream again. Think bigger and do some things maybe that are a little bit uncomfortable for the kingdom of God. This is, I believe, the heart of the Father where he just begins to stretch us. And when we begin to do that, we're releasing our fresh authority Second area is purpose. You have a purpose. Some of us, one of the lies of the enemy, he'll say that you don't have much influence, you don't have many gifts, or you've stuffed up in life. We were talking to, I don't know if Mel Harris is here today, but we were talking to her this week, and what an amazing testimony she has. And um, she was just sharing with us, you know, how God's led her from darkness into light. And it was just so refreshing hearing her share that. And it just reminded me that God has a purpose even through the darkness. Even if you've lived in sin all your life, it doesn't matter. God wants to use you. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say you're not worthy. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say, you've stuffed up, you've wasted everything, you've wasted your life. Well, that's the kind of lives that the Lord loves to take up and begin to use for His kingdom's purposes. Because you can get to places that we can't. And so the enemy will use all these tricks to try and bring down, try and thwart, try and squash our influence and our voice. But if we will break out of that box and realise that's just Satan lying to me, then go for it. Go for it. Begin to use what He has given you. You'll be amazed what He starts to do. He'll begin to influence you with other people, even if it's just one person, two people, three people, doesn't really matter. It's one of those things that, that we can use for His kingdom's purpose. And God has given each of us a purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this, and I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. Ecclesiastes is a great generalisation book, isn't it? Just major global statements in Ecclesiastes. But this one's a good one. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. Interestingly enough, sometimes we get caught up in trying to force a season in our lives when it's not there to be forced. 
we're hitting winter now. I love winter now more than I ever have in my life because things turn green again and dams fill up and, and, it's, and we get rainwater so we can have longer showers now. And so it's a, it's a real luxury. But when we recognise that God moves in seasons, when His anointing is on a season of our life, it's unstoppable. When He wants us hidden, He hides us. And so when we understand His voice and when we listen to His voice for the right season, when we can understand, okay, Lord, now's the time. Now's the time. And I believe like, like the coming election and, and with some of the things that are in our society now, that it, it is a season for believers to know who we are and to know what we believe and to know the right season to release wisdom and righteousness and truth to people around us. But you have a purpose. You have, God has a plan for your life. He has things for you to do. doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you look like or sound like. We need every voice in the kingdom of God speaking the words of Jesus. Every single voice. No one misses out. No one is not worthy. Every single person has a purpose in the kingdom. Capacity. By the way, my haircut is due to thanks to Sam sitting over there. I want to just give his, I want to give his business a little bit of a plug. He has a new hairdressing salon down in Hackham and uh, beautiful setup. So get in there, men, and get a number one or get a crop all over. Just, just go in there and say hello. He's a lovely, lovely guy, good stories and, uh, and a good haircut too. So anyway, we don't do that very often, but hey, it's uh, whatever. I'm not making any rules, but, you know, we'll just, we just go with it. Last one, capacity. Philippians 4.13, we know this one very, very well. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. For those of us who feel like we haven't got what it takes to make an influence for the kingdom, I've realised more and more that sometimes we feel like it's it's mainly the spiritual things that God notices. But I think more and more as I'm looking across the world, it's those areas that God has given you right in front of you right now that when you steward that really well and grow that seed right in front of you, not the one off in 10 years' time. I mean, that maybe that's a good one to start planning for. That one you're onto right now, that place He's positioned you in right now, And that's often the area that He will release His anointing. Again, sometimes we're going after the carrot that He hasn't given us. Yet in front of us, He's given us a job, region, influence, people, family, relationships, situations that we can actually already release the kingdom in micro ways or in macro ways. And He's given us capacity and abilities that we can make a difference immediately. There's nothing better than when you hear about a scheme, maybe a money-making scheme or a, or a something scheme, and it's one of those ones where you get instant rewards. It's like you get the steak knife straight up without even paying for it. Well, the kingdom of God's like that because you can start applying these things, and many of you do, but I want to encourage you, it's, it's even greater when we step out even more and more and maybe even challenge yourself in some fresh new ways. I'll, I'll take that on for myself. Begin thinking, what are some of the fresh new ways I can stretch myself in faith in capacity for the kingdom? 
What are some ways that maybe you've come accustomed to already being a super generous person and the Lord's saying, wow, you can take this up a notch. Maybe it's sharing your faith. Maybe it's praying for other people. Maybe it's doing very, very um, random acts of kindness or whatever it looks like for you. You have capacity. You have capacity to fulfill God's plan for your life. Maybe it's just praying and interceding for loved ones, family members, something like that. It's one of the most powerful things we can do. That's why we did it with the election coming up because prayer is more powerful than any advertising campaign. And there's hundreds of thousands of believers all around our nation praying for this election. Even though they don't necessarily all put it on Facebook and they don't even know how to word things right or wrong or left or right or centre or any way, God knows and He hears our prayer. And so even if we don't know what season is this, what is my anointing, what is my gifting, be praying into it. You have the capacity to pray. You have capacity to believe. You have capacity to operate in faith. And operating in faith begins the wheels turning in our life. If you felt stalled for a while, get the wheels turning again in faith. Get those wheels moving. Lord, what do you want for my life? What's your plan for my life? What can I begin operating in? What can I believe for? What can I begin to see in my life take place? What, where have I become a bit stale? Where have I become a bit dry? I'm going to start activating those things. And He always participates with our activation. Have you ever noticed that? When you become a bit dry or stale, when you begin to get the wheels turning, all of a sudden His wheels turn as well, even though they never stopped. It's just like He, he follows our lead a little bit because He gives us free will. He won't force amazing blessing and releasing and, and all sorts of stuff all over our life, but He will allow it. And so He waits for our endorsement, doesn't He? He waits because the Father doesn't force things on us. He actually gives us freedom of religion. <laughs> he gives us free will. And the, but then he, when He watches and we begin to step and we begin to operate in faith, wow, that currency begins to grow. Faith begins to grow. And momentum begins to build in our life. And I believe that God wants every single one of us. That's even those of you who feel very small who even as I'm talking, are thinking, questioning yourself and doubting yourself. You're exactly who I'm talking to today. God has given you authority. He's given you purpose in the Kingdom of God. He's given you gifts and talents and resources that we need, that this world needs, that the Kingdom of God wants to begin to release in your life in ways you never believed possible. And you might need to hear it a thousand times but the Word of God is true. And it says, For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's Christ who gives you strength, not yourself. So even if you don't feel like you've got the strength, then that's okay because it's Him who gives us the strength anyway. So what are we, what are we bothering about? If we don't feel worthy, we don't, it, none of that matters. Christ has done it for us. Christ makes us worthy. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you're here today, I want to encourage you. Get to know Him. Invite Him into your life. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want to live for You for the rest of my days. I know You've died for my sin. Take my sin from me and I want to live for You. That's all you have to do. And in that simple act of doing that, you are connected to Jesus Christ and that way you're connected to the Father. And you'll go to heaven and He'll begin to speak to you. He'll begin to use you. He'll begin to show you things. And that's 
how Jesus wants to create His kingdom expansion here on earth.